0: Much like Trevor Stefan Trevor on Sunday, Jeff and I took way too long to plan out this podcast uh, with very little sense of urgency to actually start recording because that's just how this weekend went for the Guardians. But we're going to get to it now, and hopefully we don't leave ourselves to the game too long where we end up blowing the whole thing.
1: You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland
0: Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the now one thousand plus episodes of Locked On Guardians. We Ooh. have well, we did our stream. We have not actually recorded together in a week, so it's been a bit of time. Want to take a moment and say this episode of Locked On Guardians is brought to you by eBay Motors. Chevy's team is about making a perfect fit. Same with the vehicles. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors. Look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Having said that, uh, yeah, I we'll we'll get into the Trevor Stefan. Uh, I wanted to say like as as we were texting. Uh, I have a, an elderly neighbor who's been struggling. So I, my daughter and I go and we walk the dogs and we help. And I kind of decided, you know what? I'm I'm walking away from this game. And I was texting Justin as he was kind of telling me how it ended. And I was like, yes, Trevor Steffen did lose this game. But you have to give a big assist to coaching who left a guy in there who clearly didn't have it. And we'll talk about some of that and some of the concerns we've had for a bit um, with that. But first, let's talk about the biggest news. Shane Bieber and a, uh, a sore forearm slash elbow
0: Officially elbow inflammation, which yes you, you always want to hear when it comes to your your ace and your guy that you've been talking about trading for the next few That's months. That's not gonna affect his trade value. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think at all. I think two of the last value... three
1: years with with injury concerns, but no no uh no surgery involved, just like keeps powering his way through it, but his results are diminishing. That's that won't be I, I think
0: I think teams will be lining up to trade Plenty of teenagers to get Shane Bieber at this point. Can you trade Shane Bieber for future draft picks? Can baseball start allowing that yet? Really? I mean, We're just trade like, for the current one,
1: right? Let's let's start call up te- Texas. I like Wyatt Langford. Um
0: let's, let's let's talk. Let's get that, let's get that done. Let's get that done. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Bieber is gonna miss. He's not gonna pitch for the next two weeks, not gonna throw for the next two weeks, period. So not only does he not gonna throw for the next two weeks then he's going to have to probably go on a rehab assignment and they and and that's just if they're going to evaluate him after that he is not guaranteed to start throwing again they're going to have to come back and evaluate him um so obviously that officially takes him unless there's a team out there that like is just medical gods and they see ah it's fine it's just an elbow we'll we'll, we'll trade for it. maybe the yankees you know the yankees last year did trade for Frankie Montas you know despite the fact that everyone was like yeah his arm's not right and then he got to the new- or new york and uh he went on the IL pretty quickly. So maybe the Yankees will be like, Yeah, it's fine. We we love injured players. Their their IL is filled with guys that are um big name guys in the injured list. Isn't Aaron Judge still hurt? Like the Yankees love those dudes. Maybe the Yankees would like to trade. Oh, you know what? Clint Frazier and Miguel Andahar. That's that's what the guardians need, obviously. Is is Clint Frazier and, and Miguel Andahar. But yeah, he's gonna be evaluated in two weeks or week by week. Doesn't need surgery, I guess, is the, the good news here, but uh Shane, B. if Shane, I don't know. I don't know what happens next for for the Guardians and people. Like they, tr- you know, they managed to trade Corey Kluber in the twenty nineteen offseason well, after mean, he was he was hit by that that comeback yeah, on his forearm. Uh,
1: clevager being made of
0: of paper mache. Yeah, they moved him, and they were yeah. they they've been able. And you know, Carrasco's had his ups and downs. I will say the one thing I was looking at was elbow inflammation. I do recall Carlos Carrasco almost every spring training having elbow inflammation. And then he was fine, which, you know, so that happens sometimes. There's no guarantees I, here, but it's,
1: you know, it's it's like we were texting too. It's like, I'm like, this just feels to me like back in 2021, maybe something should have been done. Like, is this the the, the fact that, and go back to that article where uh, Wiley said like, oh, you know, it'd be great if he could th- throw 95, but basically he can't. Oh, Willis. Like, yeah. Willis. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mark uh, Wiley. Good throwback. Mark Wiley. Yeah. I don't know why I was yeah, going back to Mark Wiley. Grid uh that's that's a weird throwback i don't know where i pulled that one from but um but yeah carl willis not mark wiley wow uh yeah it's like it made it sound like his arm is already having a hard time holding up i just can't help but and again this is pure speculation but i'm like you know before it was the shoulder did he mess with his delivery and now it's putting more torque on that elbow and forearm and now we're seeing this problem how much of this is just because nothing has ever been taken care of it's just been oh rest it and see if it gets better I, before this he was ineffective and it's the same thing you know it, where it's hard to judge Kyle Quantrell right like apparently he rushed back why are they letting guys rush back why are they letting guys power through injuries as pitchers this is Mike like Quantrell and Bieber I know we have like no pitching left like yes you're, you're going down and getting want guys to talk like, about that like gun uh I almost said Guntis I guess that's is that when I'm combining Hunter Gaddis into one I, I don't or know too. With himself, Guntis oh. <laughs> is like Hunter Gantus. But yeah, Gaddis, you got Cantillo, who are guys already on the 40. You don't have a lot of options, but don't let your pitchers pitch through pain. Like, can we just say that is a bad idea? Like, there is degrees of pain. I understand there's always degrees of pain, but don't let a pitcher pitch through an injury. I don't think I should have to say that. That should just be like, pitching is fragile, and this is a guy who maybe were 50-50 about trading. You should be extra careful, not like, eh. Put some like back when I played football, put some ice on it. Like you, you we could have our, our knee sticking out of our skin and they just tell us to ice it and, and, you know, elevate. Like <laughs> uh, That's how it worked. I feel like that's, this is the approach with these pitchers where Quantrell came back too early. It was ineffective for a month and his two starts afterwards. Oh, well, we don't want to rush it. Well, maybe we shouldn't have pushed it in the first place. And now with Bieber, it's like, it's been bothering him for a while. Why was he pitching?
0: Yeah. That that's the, that's the confusing thing to me. Like, is this why he's been having? He's not been relying on the curveballs much. Like, is it is it an, uh, a pain issue? And I'll, I'll say this: I think that every every baseball player, especially pitchers, like you said, there's there's levels of pain, and it's July. So every almost every player doesn't feel great in no. July. July. That's why they call it the dog days. Of, well, August dog days. August. Whatever. When you get into the dog days of summer, nobody feels great you're going you're gonna to play through some amount of pain and and depends on how, how much it is. Like, you know, Jose Ramirez last year is a good example of this, right? He he thought he could play through it and it messed some things up. And he was, what, a league average player, which tells you how amazing he is. He was a league average hitter. I don't know. that Obviously, it didn't hurt the Guardians too much because they were great in the second half and they made the playoffs and he had a big home run in the playoffs. I don't know. But Shane Bieber, maybe he thought he could do the same thing. But yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, were the Guardians having him I'm not saying they were putting him in danger because I don't think they would do that. Uh, if they thought he they he needed to be shut down, I think they would have done so. At least they weren't keeping him pitching, even though he said he couldn't pitch. You know, what I mean, I, I guarantee Beaver didn't want to not pitch because you know his contract's on the line, right? Because he's he wants to get to free agency, he wants to get paid. Yep. He bettered himself. He they never made any progress with extensions. <clears throat> but the the other side of this too is like, yeah, this was ongoing. He was pitching through this, so it explains some of the issues i don't know if it explains the issues he had third time through the order maybe it does because the stuff he was he was healthy or strong enough to go twice through the order and the third time came and his arm was just out of gas and that was it but the other side of that is for the guardians like it, it's a two-sided coin if you're gonna trade him he needs to pitch if they put him on and it doesn't really matter now because look teams have access to the medicals it's not like you're you're hiding anything. You can't hide medical stuff from other teams. You can say, "Ah, oh, we have a deal done," and the other team gets the medicals, and they're like, "Yeah, this is fine," even though there's an issue there. Like I mean, they were going to see watch, that.
1: Uh, the San Diego Padres with um, Colin. Remember, was like
0: Colin Ray and Colin Ray, list, and the, that's
1: why they did not have Andrew, Luisa, Andrew Cashner.
0: Yes, yeah, that's what it yeah, was. They,
1: yeah. It was uh, a and, and hey, it's the same guy who's still there. So it was still it was Preller who made that deal and tried to hide.
0: Yeah, well, the Marlins GM got fired yeah. before that, so well, they've been through a lot of GMs. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes that happens, and and the deal did get void and had to go back. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird thing. Like if they're if he if they were going to trade him, because that's the one thing the Guardians. It, it, like we can have a conversation with us in the future about the front office and decisions, and I know there are you know a lot of questions about what they've done recently and and where they're going, which we also want to get into at some point. But they, the one thing they've been good at is they've been good at trading away pitchers before they break, right? Clevenger, Klu- I mean, Kluber. The Kluber injury before they traded him was a fluke. It was a line drive off the forearm. And they yeah. still managed to trade him for Emmanuel Class A, But that wasn't a self-inflicted injury. But it's not like Kluber was – One could argue Carrasco was like
1: one where they missed. I mean, he was almost, he was basically a pure salary dump at that point.
0: Well, he had one good year with the Mets. He has not been good for them this year, I don't think. I mean, I think he's
1: good enough better. for them to pick up the option. But, like, I mean, he was a salary dump at the
0: time. Like, he, they didn't... He was. And I, I feel like Bieber has been reaching the point where you're like, okay, it's time to get out from under this just before it happens. And maybe it's too late now. But at the same time, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to... I don't know. Everybody thought at the time of trading Kluber, they took pennies on the dollar and they turned him into an all-star closer. I don't know if anybody yeah. saw that coming, but... That was a a fluke injury. This is not a fluke injury. This is an arm injury for a pitcher. Like the words shoulder and elbow and forearm are not good for a pitcher. And everybody's going to look at that and and wonder. So, yeah, the trade value is sapped. Obviously, he's not going to be able to be traded this year because he's not going to pitch again before the training deadline. If he does or if someone takes a risk on him, then okay, I don't think you're getting much of a return if you're doing that. But it puts the the offseason into question, too, right? Because yeah. what's the value going into the winter? Does he come back and pitch this year? How effective is he? Do you trade him? Is it better off that he pitches for you and rebuilds his value? Or you trade him next year if this same thing happens, which, you know, God forbid. But I don't know. There's a lot of questions now. And it just yep. – this definitely takes the, the stay, steam out of the deadline because I think the Guardians are – yeah, not going to do a whole lot. I,
1: I agree, and you know, we didn't get to like the who's going to come up next, how things will fill it, and we'll kind of get to discuss that as the week goes on. But I think the big thing with Bieber right now is uh, he's going to be in Cleveland through this season more than likely. I'd say it's ninety nine percent, and really no one can predict anything beyond that. But this is Correct. it's massive news, and we'll be covering it fully. But. In terms of, we still got the whole weekend. We have, you know, some talk about this team in general, but we got to nope. hit the break. We'll be back in a second on Locked On Guardians. Want a chance to win more money with less pecs? Head to sleep where you can run up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Uh, do you think the Miles Straw can hit a home run against the opposing pitcher tomorrow? Well, we sure do. No, no, we don't. I'm kidding. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences up to a hundred times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players you like, uh, and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Uh, so this is you know a daily fantasy site where you can go, and instead of being focused on the whole performance, you can focus on specific stats, numbers, uh, and kind of choose things like triples, stolen bases, home runs. I know. The Lockdown Mariners hosts were fans of Sleeper, and they're expanding into baseball. That's why this is fun and exciting. You can be at the cutting edge of Sleeper's newest expansion. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you can get $100 off your first match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today.
0: Guardians are back at home. uh, Yeah, they're back at home Monday against the Pirates. Uh, you can share. I'm sorry. They're not back at home. They are at Pittsburgh, but you can uh, listen to that game and Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus by searching guardians on your Sirius XM app. That is going to be, by the way, Xavier Curry supposedly is going to be making the bullpen start. It's going to be a bullpen game,
1: bullpen game.
0: And then it's going to be Quinn Priester making his major league debut. Speaking of guys whose stuff has regressed kind of surprised about that one for the pirates. Um, can we just talk about to the whole pitching plan thing? Like, so, when this whole hat when when the news came out last week about how Beaver it was the end of the week how Beaver wasn't going to make his start on Monday, Logan Allen was already <clears throat> penciled in for Tuesday because they needed someone to come back for that start. And then the rotation in Columbus that, that over the weekend was: police sack Friday, uh, Cantillo on Saturday, and Gaddis on Sunday. All those guys made those starts, so. <laughs> The guardians knew that Shane Bieber couldn't pitch Monday. They knew they needed Logan Allen Tuesday and they were going to go with the bullpen game on, on Monday, hoping the bullpen wasn't torched too much over the weekend. Guess what? Friday, the bullpen got torched. And then Monday or Sunday, one person uh, was torched. But can we just talk about how the fact that now that I'm saying he deserves a second chance right now, because he's pitched terribly, but it's like, okay, Zach plays back Monday, not an option. He's going to pitch Friday. Cantillo it's probably a little bit too soon, but I think we're getting close to that time when we can start talking about him as an option. The only issue is he has pitched more innings this year than he has the last two years combined, and they're going to be careful about that. So that's my only my only drawback there. And then Hunter Gaddis started on Sunday, I believe, that he pitched today for them because um, he was a scheduled starter. So the Guardians just went straight through all that, and we're like, no, oh, okay. Like, we're not even going to bring one of these guys up for that Monday start. We're just going to go with the bullpen game. And they were going to, cause they were going to see how it went this weekend in Texas. And it, it didn't go good, but for the bullpen at least, but that's uh that's interesting that they just decided to blow past all those options. No one, not one of those guys got pulled from their start. It,
1: to me, the only one it's like, wow, well, I kind of surprised Gaddis. Like he feels like he's your depth guy. I kind of get Cantillo, As you said, pitch counts and everything else. It also just speaks to how crappy. I know people get kind of annoyed with me when I bring this up, how bad the Miners have been this year. Pitching wise, like there isn't anyone who's, who's batting, pushing down that door. And again, you go back to being in the year. Savali is the only guy left in this rotation from then. And he missed significant time. And on top of that, you know, it's easy to gloss over the fact Peyton Beatonfield, you know, had a month's worth of starts and is also on the 60 man di- disabled list. So, you know, they are down what they, they had the starting five and then you had well, four Batenfield. out of the five or either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you had Beatonfield at six. Then you add the three rookies and that takes you seven, eight, nines. We're already on pitcher then, number 10
0: this year. Don't forget the Gaddis started the year in the rotation. Yeah, Gaddis. So that is, and I did.
1: I left him off. So that is that's ten. So the next guy up is starting pitcher number eleven. You don't plan to go eleven deep. Let's just be honest. No one's planning on their eleventh starter. You'd like to have the depth, but part of that is you're also thinking someone's going to step up. You're thinking, you know, that maybe one of the guys who was hurt would come back, and it has. Savali has been really effective. You know, kudos to him. All three rookies so far have really stepped up. But it's been so bad in terms of the pitching in AAA. They keep reaching outside the system, which they've ne- almost never uh, done. Adding like Chris Valmont. Like he might get a start chance. To start. I mean, I know he's been working out of the pen. Uh, is not as a starter. But it's, they called up Cody Morris, who had a rough game the other day. I was kind of surprised they didn't try to stretch him out. Uh, and, you know, adding guys like Jason Bellis, And it's like, well, he's a starter. We can see what happens maybe. But, no, it's uh, Daniel Norris. It, did Daniel Norris start a game? Did Norris come up and he... uh, he's
0: he's been he's been doing a little bit of both. I mean he right. they claim there was a there was a claim that he wasn't going to sign with anybody unless they let him start the minors, and then he has pretty much been a swing man for them.
1: Yeah, but no, and and that's the thing. Like you look at the double A side of things, no one's really pushing their way up to triple-A. There's not a press, prospect. It's kind of ugly right now. Like for as much as we've talked about the pitching depth, unfortunately, there we as we discussed going to break, no one's really stepping up. Uh, this is not a pretty top 10 like this, you know, a year ago at this time, after the draft, they re-ranked things at the beginning of August, Cleveland had a top five farm system. I'm pretty sure they're not going to even have a top 10 one. I wouldn't be surprised if they're closer to 20 or even past 20. Honestly, this is a yeah. situation where a lot of guys have taken step backs and I can count kind on of one hand, the number of guys who have taken step forwards, like almost the entire prospect list that we put together as a top 30. And I know, yes, I stop putting mine together. I'll post it somewhere instead. It felt weird going back and reading one that is not incorrect. That is largely incorrect now, but it's like people aren't stepping up. Most people are stepping back. It's been an ugly year in the minors.
0: I mean, I didn't really intend to get into top 100 stuff and top 100. is a subjective, obviously, but like, yes, you'll still have Daniel speed. people are still banking on that. Even though it was hurt. You'll still have chase. I don't know. At some point, chase the might step into that. He is a top 100
1: he adjacent, needs to get up for like high A and stay healthy.
0: Like he, is if he gets up a. to high
1: A or he's in high double. A now. I'm sorry.
0: He's, he's in double A. He needs to be double A. He needs to help Double yeah. A, yes. I said the uh, right. Double
1: like, A and be healthy. I was like, he's in double A and I missed it. But I said no. the wrong thing. I misspoke my bad. He's in,
0: he's in like Juan Brito is top 100 adjacent. I'm,
1: can one make a case right now? Juan Brito is the number two prospect in system.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a very fair case. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about like guys who graduated, like, Williams yeah. and Bybee and yeah because I feel like when all those three guys, starters have graduated like I would well he's up there with Rokio Rokio for sure we talked about, talk about the other day but also I want to point out officially today and this is this is both good and bad for the Guardians this is good for future Guardians bad for current Guardians uh Tanner Bybee today with his good start against not good great start against the Rangers past Shane Bieber and F4 today he's got 76 innings this year Bieber's got 117, and yeah, he already passed him in F4. He's got five less starts than Bieber. That is good, good for we're, Tanner, and, and not great for Shane. Not great we're for in a guard. weird
1: situation where it almost feels like if this team really wants to compete, and let's be honest, the only reason they're competing is because the division they plan, they might need mm-hmm. to trade for pitching, which is an impossible market to trade for. But like that is where it is in terms of depth, um, with this team. It's like, I mean, I. I hate to even consider stretching out Zabian Curry because he's been so effective in his role, but I don't know what you do right now. I honestly, like, it's funny. If you go look at roster resource, it lists the July 25th starter as Peyton Batenfield, even though he's still on the 16th. There
0: has Wait. not even been a conversation about that.
1: But I know But that's how the depth has been so stretched this year. It's like last year they were so healthy. And, you know, part of the reason I was so bullish last season was in 2021. They were so unhealthy and then last year, they were overly healthy. It's been like the extremes, and that's, that's part of it here. Uh, we should actually probably talk about these games. This is a series they could have won, and two bullpen implosions. And, uh, you know, in some ways, I thought it was almost poetic. Those first two games, one, a complete offensive no-show, and the other, the bullpen
0: explosion. Uh, that's how it's I, gone for them this year, right? No. I mean, they, that's, when, that... You know, when the offense shows up, they've had some very ill-timed bullpen meltdowns. And when the bullpen is good... And the pitching is good. The offense isn't there. Look, all, all three starting pitchers were fantastic this w- this weekend. Uh, yeah, they got the job done. Gavin Gavin had control issues on Saturday, without a doubt, but he pitched through it. And that's a tough lineup. Uh Bybee also, you know, was a tough lineup, and he took a couple comebackers, which was scary. But he pitched through, and he was actually great. And uh, his slider was fantastic. And I'm then he like two
1: right two pitches like that. the foot,
0: and then. Yeah, the foot, and then the comebacker off his glove, which glove, yeah, that was good. it. It was just they thought we thought it was, and then it wasn't. It was just the glove, but still, yeah. But he he was fantastic, and he had his slider was good. I mean, he his last pitch of the game was like a strikeout of the game was like ninety six. He was rearing back and pumping, which was good. And then Savali was great Friday, although Savali only threw what 70- 79. 79. And 79 that was that was a case about the third time through the order, which the broadcast brought up, which I actually loved. And that's definitely a concern, especially against how good this lineup is. I'm I'm wondering, like, is it because how good the Rangers lineup is that that didn't happen? And and people are going to say, oh, I took him out too soon. I I personally believe that it's better for a manager to take a pitcher out too soon than too late. And for all the griping we've done with the Guardians bullpen in spurts and this weekend that we're going to talk about, the bullpen has been as a whole fine. They just had some inopportune meltdowns, like it. Like you said, it almost feels like their their stats are kind of buoyed by, I don't want to say garbage-type performances, but they kind of are. Um, they just had like to they, pitch
1: so much that it's like when yeah, the bad yeah. ones happen, it's just kind of a drop in the bucket.
0: Yeah, like Nick Sandlin's been good. Like you said, Curry's been good. Cody Morris just kind of got left out there on Friday to kind of mm-hmm. take one. Like the bullpen was – didn't matter who you brought in, the bullpen was hor- horrendous. Like there's a lot of times where like Tito brings a reliever and everyone's like, why did he bring him in that spot? Well, you know what? Every reliever he brought in on Friday literally – crap the bet they were all they were all awful the rangers torched them didn't matter who he brought in and then you know stefan on sunday was unfortunately the guy that that really really blew up and he had like three good outings in a row and now Just, he's kind it, of lost his way again i'm
1: kind of curious with him because like i was looking playing with savant sliders and his extension is has a significant it it's well like i have to go look at the data unless the rest of the league got a a little bit better but it goes 70th percentile to 65th percentile makes me wonder if the extent like a five percentile drop is typically not just a league change that's something with him and I wonder if he is not completely extending if there's a degree of rushing with the pitch clock uh, I'd be curious to look at where his extension is overall that was just a quick look Uh watch me be totally like full of it but that's, that's... just looking at I wonder if he's maybe not getting that full extension right now
0: That's actually a really good point because I think, and and other people have talked about it too. Class A talked about with I think Zach Meisel about being affected by the pitch clock, not specifically, but that was what they determined was a part of the fact that was not a
1: um, reliever when he experienced the pitch clock. He was a starter then. So he doesn't, he's a guy where the pitch clock is new in that role. Like he had a different, and he
0: and him and De Los Santos and class A and obviously Karen check were all extremely slow last year. They were some of the slowest pitchers in terms of pace. So the pitch clock, was likely to affect them the most. So I I do wonder if there's a degree of that there. But he was good the entire month of June. And then that Royals series we talked about, he was pretty awful. And he hasn't been the same since. Like, he had a good outing against the the, uh, the Braves. And then he had back to back outings against the Royals where he was fine but that's the Royals I you know he was bad earlier and then than today. So uh yeah hard to say with him him next to I mean a lot of conversation around that. Six batters, two walks 20, 23 pitches, uh, 12 strikes. I mean, he just didn't have it. And when he threw strikes, they were meatballs and and it just came apart very fast. And yeah, speaking of very fast, we have run through the end of the show very quickly. So we're going to, I want to finish with asking you about the conversation uh, we want to get into, right? Yes. Let's uh, let's finish that conversation here in just a second. Guardians and Pirates should be a fun one, 7.05 on Monday night. If you want to listen on the XM app, just search for Guardians on your Sirius XM app. Okay, so here's a devil's advocate question that we're not going to be able to answer on this episode. But if you listen the rest of the week, I guarantee we will get to it because that's what we're going to talk about. It's July. It's trading deadline season. Um, We've talked about Aaron Savali before, and you talked about how the Guardians need to trade for pitching. We do, I definitely want to have a conversation about like who stays who goes on this team. Like I don't want to say two and a half games behind is a death sentence in this division because it's not, because I don't think the twins are a good team. And no the one's Guardians no. The Guardians were five and a half out back in early June. So clearly this ground can be made up and they can get hot. I don't I'm not like I'm not worried the Guardians can't win this division, but I'm also worried that they're only competing against their own peers versus uh, whatever. They're not they're not in the Champions League, right? So um you said they need to trade for pitching. If we're being well, really I mean, real, like,
1: like half joking. Well, well I know you're situation. half joking. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're not going to obviously, yes. but unless they're talking about like a long-term starter, which I don't see that's happening either. Cause I don't know who realistically is on the market. Devil's advocate here because the guardians are very good about getting out from under pitchers before they break because he's had a history of breaking and he's now pitching really good. And the train the train market for pitchers is going to absolutely stink this next two weeks. Do you consider trading Aaron Savali?
1: Yeah. Uh, And call me crazy because people are like, how can you say that? He's maybe their best pitcher right now. I've seen a lot of people say he's the new ace Uh, because you're selling high. Uh, Sell at peak for a guy who is never healthy. He has never had a healthy season. And yes, teams aren't dumb. They'll know that as well. But he has never pitched as well. He is going to get hurt again before the year is done. Mark my words like that's just what happens. He can only
0: we're not not wishing what he does. We're not wishing
1: that, but it's like every two months he misses a few weeks. Like he just can't seem to hold up. So if I can get a decent trade offer, I I do. This team has no pitching, but again, I don't have a lot of faith in this year in general. I don't view this as a competitive year. Yeah.
0: Again, I've said it multiple times. I think that the year the guardians are having right now is the year they thought they were going to have a year ago. And instead everything clicked at once and they blossomed and, it's the reverse where they're, you know, they're, they're treading water and they're, they're, they're showing signs, but they're, well, okay. We're looking at the contents of AL central. If they were in the AL East, this would be a lost year. They would be sellers. There's no doubt. So I, yeah, I would trade Savali. I know we talked about how they don't have a lot of innings. They don't have a lot of guys to run to at this point, but I, if you can get an offer for Savali, I agree because who, who out there is being traded? Like who has a pitcher to offer on the market? Like, the Cardinals are going to sell, but they have nothing to sell. Their pitching staff is terrible, other than Jordan Montgomery.
1: I would kind of end. like Cleveland to the Athletics to talk, have no trades. To talk with Jack, trades. J- uh, Jack Flattery this offseason because okay. he feels like a fixer, right? Like, he's that guy that I try to get in a two-year deal. And Did fix. you hear the comments to made about his velocity,
0: though? I don't know about that. That's difficult. No. I mean, he's got, got a whole such fight good with athlete. reporters about his velocity. Uh, it was not fun.
1: Uh, he had such good velocity and his stuff was better, you know, a few years ago and he's only like 27. He just feels like a guy for Cleveland to, to maximize like the,
0: the Mets, the Mets might sell, but like, they're going to sell what Verlander and Scherzer. Who's trading for those guys. They're not pitching. Well, they have giant contracts. They are over that's, 40. That's the
1: point where I'm kind of like, listen, this team is falling apart. Let, let's bring, let's bring cookie home. Like just for, you need some innings, innings. Right. Yeah. you know, you need innings, you maybe want yeah. another bet. He's been league average. Uh, by baseball reference. He's not been like, good. Lance, Lance Lynn
0: might get moved. Like, I'm just trying to think of guys yeah, who are moving it's, and it's, it's not great. Yeah, it's not a if good you amount. Throw, if you throw Savali into the mix and consider the fact that Savali, uh, he's 28. Three he has club
1: control or two years? Yeah.
0: 2025. So he's got two years after this. So you got, yeah, you got him for three, and a half. three years. Yeah. Two and a half years. So I don't know. And he's, you know, he's already, he's not making a whole lot in arbitration no, because cheap. he hasn't pitched a lot of innings. I know, I know, it's a difficult thing to say, but like, you can't trade Bieber now. Mackenzie probably isn't pitching again this year. I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with Bieber, and we, I know, it really wrenches things about how are they going to be able to limit their rookies' innings. But it's like, if you really want to talk about improving this club for the future, at least, the, at least going the next year, because I can't, I can't see them wasting another year of Jose Ramirez's contract, like you kind of have to give up on the Bieber thing at this point until you figure out what's going on with his elbow and, and what's going to happen to him next. Like that's already a, a, a wasted, I don't want to say sunk cost. That's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like you've already, you've already wasted Shane Bieber's best years. They're behind him essentially right. in theory, in theory, maybe, maybe not. Maybe once he gets healthy, healthy, he can go back to the picture he was. I don't know. Maybe if you want to try to re-rack things for next year, I kind of think Savali is your best trade piece. Like, I know, I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the pitching market's going to stink. The trade deadline – I said last week on, on here, on, thir- on last Friday, I said this trade deadline's going to be boring. It's going to suck. Yeah, there's just not – there's not a
1: lot. And it's the same thing we talked about this offseason. There's not a lot of people who are really looking to sell
0: um, yeah. in it's general. A, the league is in a weird place. The league is in a weird place.
1: Yeah, it's like – I mean, you just go around and you look at a lot of teams. Like I know people have been bringing up the Dodgers since the offseason because of the Gavin Lux and his injury. But it's like, that's a team that right now is, you know, Jake Marsnick is Marsnick yeah. is on their bench. You know, they haven't figured out, uh, you know, as Michael Bush,
0: Cody
1: <laughs> like as Michael Bush, you know, why is he not? Is there an issue there? Why is he not broken through? You know, Miguel Vargas is already down in AAA again. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of great choices. I kind of went through all of it. You know, the team I still think is kind of interesting um, and would maybe make the most sense in a weird way for Zavali because they would like the fact he has multiple years is Arizona. You know, they have so many outfielders. Uh, they have so many young players are kind of trying to figure it all out. You know, they they brought up uh, Dominic Kenzone from uh, Walsh High School recently. Who
0: That's your guy.
1: Yeah, you know, it was nice to see him get an opportunity. That, that kid is hit. Like, I just liked watching him Ohio State. You know, he's hit at every level, hopefully get an opportunity. He, you know, he, he, he got the DH one game. Alec Thomas is actually starting to hit a little for them. You know, it's been a while for him. They, they've got pieces and parts and they're an interesting team and they have outfielders and uh, Merrill I, Kelly I, I, has, is out for them. So down even more. And, you know, Drake, mm-hmm. Drake Jamison was supposed to be a starter for them potentially. And he's out hurt. So they, they need something. It's like, I don't know what the pieces are in that one. You know, they got Kyle Lewis in triple a Smith, Dominic Fletcher, a lot of guys who aren't really any good. But that's an interesting team to, to consider.
0: I mean, already seems like Jake McCarthy is a perfect fit, right? He has a lot of contact. He has a lot of speed. He plays good defense. He has absolutely zero power. That just seems like the guy that the Guardians would make number one among their targets in the trade, right? Tank for Nick Kurtz! Oh, wait, sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> know, it's just I look
1: at them and I, I I don't know. Like, they're an interesting squad. I don't know exactly who I would even target there. Because I don't know, like, do I believe in Alec Thomas rebounding? Do I believe in one of these young kids? I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I feel like that's a team that could actually maybe go out. Maybe then get Carlos Vargas for him. But I believe I think that we are done with this conversation time, yeah. today. No, and I think, you know, to me, the big thing right now is, I think, if you can't tell, I don't have a lot of belief in this season. I, I You know, I've said all year, good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. This team has been extraordinary at finding ways to lose. And... They're just a mediocre team. Let's be fair. They're not bad. They're mid to to use the parlance of our time. And they're in a bad division, which makes them look better than they are. And I think the most important thing is I yeah, I mean, try to stay competitive. If you can stay in it, stay in it. But I'd be more focused on next year. Like,
0: let's see, let Gabi play. He had the hardest hit ball of the day today. And he walked. The guy hasn't had four plate appearances in a game since June twenty like, okay, this is this is Gabi is uh we're running out of time, but oh, yeah. Gabby Okay, June twenty seventh, pinch runner first base, no at bat. June twenty eighth, pinch run first base, shortstop, one plate appearance. June thirtieth, defensive replacement. J- July second, pinch run first base, no plate appearance. Scott, they're not stealing. That was great. July third, started at first base, got one plate appearance. July fourth, started at first base, got one plate appearance. That was because Josh Taylor had that. No, I don't know if it was the ankle. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, July 5th, Pinch Runner. July 8th, which, uh, yeah, before the break, Pinch Run first base. And then he played the last two days against left-handers, which, you know, hey, he actually smoked a ball off a lefty and didn't walk. That's a sign of progress. I just don't get that one. I, I just don't know.
1: I mean, again, we'll go back to, like, in May, he was their third best hitter, arguably, and he should be
0: playing against righties. And maybe he is the outfielder. They... They demoted the... Os they demoted Oscar Gonzalez to make more playing time for Gabi Arias. And then he annoyed them. And... Look, I know I know there's other stuff going on here besides just the on field stuff, but what what are you doing? Like if he's working on stuff like is he it really can if helpful? He's not playing. Is it really and is it really helpful for the team to be playing with a 25 man roster and not like you know. Is Oscar Gonzalez a better option right now? No, not really. Like I know he's hitting the home run the other day, but the guy still hasn't changed, hasn't improved his approach. He is still swinging at like almost everything, and that's that's part of the problem because he can master AAA pitching. But I don't know the sense of urgency and whatever's happening this year just seems to have flat. It feels flat like lines. a lot of
1: protecting guys, uh, being being a nice team and protect trying to protect guys going into free agency, instead of realizing that uh, these guys aren't part of your window and. You know, Bieber and Ahmed are not here for the next few years. And we got to figure out who is and who are pieces. And we have to stop doing this, you know, half approach where we don't give a guy a full opportunity. And then they, you know, they can maybe end up excelling elsewhere. Again, you know, I'm not saying that about Ellen Miller or something like that. We've seen the Russian to mean, but we don't know what Gaviaris can do. We don't know what Rokio can do don't know what Tyler Freeman can do. Like at some point you have to see what these kids can do. And unfortunately they're not getting that just chances right now. And that's, that's my frustration.
0: Yeah. They, they spent all last year trying to figure out who was part of the next future. And then they, and they decide, and then ended up winning. And then this year, you know, guys are going through growing brains, but it feels like they are just trying to recapture last year's magic and hoping, that reappears and, and and development's not linear we can come back and, look we yeah. could be very wrong and look very stupid and they could wind up going on a hot august and september run but I think the thing to remember with all this is we are looking at th- this in the context of the al central where if you if you take a step back and you know, look at it in the context of the al central this team isn't good this year i'm not saying they can't be good next year because they're young players there's could be growth and they have a lot of young pitching but when you look at it, them through the context of outside the AL Central this year, they are not a good team right now. And everything just kind of feels held up by the fact that the bar for the AL Central is the floor right now.
1: Agreed. Uh, I want to take this moment here at the end to thank you for watching, reviewing, downloading, commenting. Uh, all of that has been fantastic. We appreciate everyone who's part of the Lockdown Guardians team. Uh, I don't think I've ever given a shout out to Four City Spiders, I think is the YouTube guy who I feel like is commenting on almost every show. Uh, you know, one of those everydayers out there. Appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you for all you do. And go, go, Guardians, go.